In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. It is 2023. Here we are. The new year has come. Um, Hello, everyone. Thank you for being patient with us as we took our annual early January hiatus break. Um, We're now back to recording as usual. Um, And this week, uh, we're just talking about a TV show because we're back to the usual. Um, And in terms of like an opening question uh there wasn't a lot here to to think about or discuss um so i think it'll be a kind of short episode uh (laughs) but i was wondering amy and i don't think we've talked about this before do you have any strong feelings about a laugh track oh interesting um i don't know if i do i think it really depends like if the show, mm, here's what I'll say. If I find the show funny, it doesn't bother me. Um, mm-hmm. If if it is, like, objectively not funny, it bothers me. <laughs> um, you mean, like, this show objectively kinda, was not? <laughs> kind of. I mean, like, or if it's really, like, forcing when the laugh track. I think there's some shows that use it too much and... Um, it's like really, really like heavy handed trying to tell you where they think the jokes are. Um, yeah. And it was just sort of like, I do feel like laugh tracks were like very nineties. I feel like that was like the maybe, and maybe before that too, obviously, but the nineties when I experienced them. Yeah. I mean, laugh tracks have been around for a lot longer than the nineties. Um, but I do think there, yeah, there's something about like the the '90s sitcom, yes, where the laugh track is like a, an additional cast member, almost. Yeah, like, and I would it's say that really noticeable and yeah, almost jarring. In yes, senses, and I. And I think that actually the shows that are more successful to me in comedy <laughs> are the ones that had a live studio audience. And so they had real, like, human reactions. Now, I know they added laugh tracks on top and, like, you know, manipulated that laughter a bit too. But it seemed more organic than being, like, um, I can't think of any of the jokes from this show. But, like... Um, <laughs> being like ba-dump, like a, a kind of like ba-dump bum kind of yeah. silly stupid joke and then all, then you hear just like <laughs> like so yeah. something so acting as if that was like an uproarious hilarious joke that was just told 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, oh, here's what I'll say. If you notice the laugh track, something's gone it's wrong. It's probably not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah that's right, because I'm, like, thinking back, because... Like, I'm even thinking about things like the Dick Van Dyke show and Mary Tyler Moore and, like, I'm, and like New Heart. And I'm pretty sure those ones absolutely did half laugh tracks. And, and you're right. Like, I, but it all blended into the general enjoyment of those programs that I have. Whereas with this and various others from the 90s, I like when I picture, I'm like, let's picture that show and what it would be like to watch an episode of Family Matters when Stephen Urkel came in, you know, like, and, and now listen, I'm not hating on Stephen Urkel, nor am I hating on Family Matters. I genuinely liked that show. Yeah. When it was out. But I think if I tried to go back and rewatch it now, I would be, well, first of all, I would be, which we've talked about before, I would be watching it like. Uh, an Easter Island stone face person. <laughs> like, I'd just be like... Mm, like, you don't find it yes, funny at all. I, well, I might find it funny, but I would have no reaction whatsoever. I'd yeah. be like, good use of humor. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That would be, like... Um, but, yeah, I do think there's something about those, like, late 80s into the early to mid-90s uh, laugh tracks that just got to be such a, yeah, like I said, a cast member unto itself, a distraction, something. And it, they it really, really quite. Yeah, it was a lot. And I mean, and they really did go out of style because then you start thinking about like the, you know, the office, that the trend of like that type of show came right. in where at first maybe you did miss the laugh track a little bit, but it wouldn't have worked on a show like that because the humor was just totally different. Yeah, because The Office, I guess, well, the U.S. version started in 2005. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was that next kind of... And now I know that they still make... And now just nothing is funny anymore. Now everything is like dark (laughs) and like... Well, there's also that. It's like, let's take Powerpuff Powerpuff Girls and make them gritty and realistic. And I'm like, please, can we just... Let something be fun. Is that okay? No, like, we can't. The just answer let is no. something be fun. Um, it's all got to be gritty and realistic. Well, hello, yeah. everyone. Welcome to See You Next Week in Space. I am Sarah Walsh, and I'm here with my co-host and sister, Amy Walsh. And I will say, I don't think this particular program could get a gritty reboot. Um, Actually, I, I would it, love that. <laughs> I, I mean, there would be that. I, I would like that to happen and have that be the comedy almost like have them take you know like um oh what is it there's a thing on netflix now that's got will arnett it's called murderville i think oh yeah and and i've watched a couple of those episodes and you know it's meant to be silly and it's meant to be improv and i don't think it actually is improvised even at all but like um i would i do like the conceit of we're playing this super straight and serious for laughs you know like that I would that version of this if we were to reboot this show I would enjoy that um so but why don't you tell everyone 
what we watched this week. Oof. Um, I would love to see an attempt at that because this show, to me, was, like, so quintessentially 90s, like, in so yes. many different aspects. Even, like, the yes, late... absolutely. E- even, to be honest, the, the title of it, I feel like... Yeah. Sounds very... Like, anyway, what we watched was an episode of Homeboys in Outer Space. Um, it was on for one season, is what I sort of gathered. Yes. Um, between yeah. 1996 and 1997, the heyday, if you will. Um, <laughs> Indeed. And uh, oh, and the name of it was House Party or Play That Funky White Music Droid. Um, yes. Which I might have watched the wrong episode now that I'm looking at this. Um, I was very confused. I even confused texted if, you about that. I know. I thought you said. I thought you said a different title. To be honest, and I thought the title I was really funny. That, I did. I did send a different title because that's because based. So this was a situation where the episodes were numbered one way on IMDb, and the handful of episodes I found on YouTube were numbered differently. So oh. okay, I might have watched the wrong episode, why. but we'll just talk about it. <laughs> Because I think I started well, watching this, this one, f- and then I was like, oh, this is the wrong title. She did, She said the other title. Yes, I know, but I texted you about this because I was like, um, just watch the thing. Because, like, whatever whatever you might have watched um, didn't do the full episode. It only had, like, six to ten minutes or something. Oh. Well, we'll find out. Well... So, it, so I'll say the one that I watched, and then you can say the title of the <laughs> one you watched, and then oh, we'll yeah, just you see did. how everything oh, goes. Oh, yeah, you did text me that, but I I misunderstood. I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. So the whatever. one I the watched. One I, the one I watched was crazy, too. So. Yeah, I think there will be plenty to discuss all the same. Um, <laughs> so the one I watched was called House Party or Play That Funky White Music Droid, which originally aired on the 1st of October, 1996. Now, which one did you watch? I watched one that was called, now I'm going to have to remember, because it was like, I don't know why these have, like, two different titles, but I loved Yeah, the, I didn't get the conceit of that. But I watched the one that was called Behold a Pale Planet, or What If God Was One of Us. Yes, because that's what I originally wanted us to watch, but then, like I said, there was this misnumbering thing. Yeah. And so, and I liked I was the in title. A bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. I, anyway, I liked the title of, or what if God was one of us? Again, very 90s, very topical. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is, I think the other episodes, there's always like call out, like all of the titles have something to do with either science fiction or. Music. Music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's, like, kind of across the board. But so... Got it. Now, this this is a see you in next... See you next week in space. First, part one, that we watched two separate things. And (laughs) part two, (laughs) welcome to season four, where we really hit our stride. (laughs) Uh, That's what we should just do from Um, now on. We both are talking about completely separate things. Yeah, that'll that's a winning combination <laughs> for the ages. Um, so one, one of our firsts, we watched two different things. Although technically, I'm remembering an early ep- episode where we did Stepford Wives, and I yeah, watched we the did. old one, and you watched yeah. the new one. That's right. But that's not 
this. So no, this, this so is a little different, different than that. But <laughs> this is a different circumstance. The other thing that was really tr- a true first here was that there was no IMDb description of this show. That's well, not like, fully surprising to me, though. Yeah. Um, what I did find from like a you know like a viewer written description. Uh, and this, I, th- I feel this is important to also add to this. So this is a viewer description written by someone called Blackjack underscore 1998 at yahoo.com. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> yep. So Blackjack underscore 1998 says, as a description, straight-laced Morris Clay and fun-loving Tiberius Walker are two Han Solo wannabes who fly around the galaxy in the space hoopty a used starship that looks like a winged car and comes with a smart mouth computer called Loquatia, who has the hots for Morris. Ty and Morris go on wild adventures while taking abuse from Ty's brother-in-law, Vashti, and get shown up by gorgeous bounty hunter, Amma, most of the time. I love it. I don't know. I mean, that, d- that does sum up elements of the episode that I watched. I don't yeah, know Yeah, same. I think, you. is Vashti the... Um... Club owner with, guy. Okay. I okay. Here's one thing I will say about this. Like, in, I, this was uh, we watched wrong episodes. Blah blah blah. But like, it, it this was fun and it was short, which I loved. But my one like complaint, my overall complaint is that I watched it on YouTube and the quality wasn't great. So yeah. it was yeah. hard for me to understand certain. Um. At much like visual m- gags? Yeah, or even just, like, much of anything that wasn't, like, very surface level. <laughs> like, I yeah. couldn't, I like, the, the fact that if you said Vashti was the, what did you say, club owner or something? I didn't know what that, I just thought he was, like, kind of there. Oh, like, but he, ca- I don't, it doesn't look like he's in the episode that you watched. Oh. <laughs> but he's. I thought he was something else then. There's another yeah, guy who Vashti, I thought was, like. No, Vashti... Oh, no, no, he is in the one you watched. Yeah, Vashti is, like, the big black guy. I think he kind of had dreads. With, like, long hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought he was more like a captain or, like, he was, like, their boss was kind of how I read it. He is their boss. He is their boss, for sure. Okay. Um, So there's not very much online about this show um (laughs) in part because it's you know just one season of a show um so whatever but I will say it's got like hold on let me go back a second it's got like uh 21 episodes so it it went for a full season basically and let me Um, tell you on the episode I watched um there was a kind of big cameo from like a person who was like quite famous at that time yeah and there was a cameo in the episode that I watched so I think that was also one of their shticks and Mm. so so this is also so I'm I'm not I guess I can't say I'm surprised this didn't succeed but (laughs) what I am more surprised about is that there's not more of a web presence about this show because you know, like, similar to when we were talking about Clone High, which also only had one season, that's got a whole, like, a very lengthy Wikipedia page and, like, yeah. quite a lot of, cle- like, clearly, like, that's a cult um, yeah, I would, sort of show. 
I'm a little surprised this one wouldn't have like a cult appeal, to be honest, because right. it is such a time capsule, number one. Yes. Um, it's so goofy. Um, I, I, so I am a little surprised about that myself. Yeah, like, so this one has, when I was looking around for information about it, there is no audience score on Ron wow. Tomatoes for the show. Not at, not even a person on the whole <laughs> planet. On we the should rate it. The whole planet <laughs> has rated this. Can we series. rate it? Is are we able to rate that? Can we do that? Can we I don't the, know how you. Do, I guess we can be the first two. To I don't know how to do that, but on, I don't either. Um, but that yeah, so that to me is quite striking that there just simply hmm. is not really much to speak of here. Hmm. Um, in ter- but and particularly so because the so the kind of the thing I learned quote unquote about this show was not about the production or the show itself or the actors but rather that this was a UPN show which also uh, like so 90s <laughs> such a time capsule yeah yeah and so for those of you who may be listening who are not in the United States uh, or not from the United States originally um, UPN was a network that existed from 1995 to 2006 and was kind of devised as not real competition for the major networks in the U.S., NBC, ABC, CBS, and even mm. Fox. Um, so not those, but it was like meant to be sort of a companion to those. And mm-hmm. what, I re- what I learned in my, under, like my little... Google of UPN um, was that they kind of developed in their 11 years of tenure, their whole thing was like, we're going to develop like primetime content five nights a week. And the primetime content is going to run from eight to 10. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the day, our affiliates will just fill with whatever they want. Okay. Day t- daytime talk shows, new local news, whatever they want. Like, mm-hmm. but we'll all of our affiliates will provide them with Monday to Friday, eight to ten hmm. new stuff. Um, and they ended up doing quite a lot of shows that at that time were a big deal. So the very first series that UPN launched was Star Trek Voyager. Oh, that was the very first UPN show. Um, they also went on to do Star Trek Enterprise. Um, then, uh, and then this was also something I had kind of thought was true based on my existence of being alive, but was confirmed when I was going on Wikipedia. UPN, if not immediately, very quickly pivoted to making program that was aimed at black Americans Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously this show is a part of that. And, yeah. um, this show is also one of the very first launched, uh, in the first kind of se- set of series that UPN were, was oh, trying really? out. Do you, okay. Um, that, yeah. Here's my, here's my question. Do you recall it like from that time period? Mm-mm. No. I had never heard of this. Okay. And this is a shout out to our mother who said, you might want to try doing this show. <laughs> and I was like, huh? And then I think mom said that she had like, her, someone mentioned it in the show Atlanta. 
Oh yes, like I think she told me that on too. That show. Yeah, and so I, I was like, so. oh yeah, you know, whatever. Um, and you know that I always struggle when it comes to selecting a television episode. So I was like, oh, the work's been done for me. Let's just watch this. <laughs> um, but also, so UPN's desiring to like capture at least a, a chunk of the Black American market, and then anyone else who maybe wanted to come along for the ride, mm-hmm. meant that some of its other like kind of premier programs were Moesha, Girlfriends, and Everybody Hates Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, they in their, I'm surprised that they folded entirely, but they just, I guess, weren't really meant for the long haul. But mm-hmm. because also in this same era, they did, um, they aired WWE SmackDown, which <laughs> for those of you who are wrestling fans, um, this was like a major era. In wrestling, like this is when really, um, yeah, is, this is, is like now rock, not. Uh, I mean, I don't know enough about wrestling now, but I just remember that in that in this era, like, so I would have been like late high school and then throughout college is when UPN existed in my yeah. world, yeah. Um, and that was this era of like it might have even been called the Attitude Era, which I can't even believe that phrase has co- like what? come up out of. <laughs> The depths of my brain. <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard remember. that. The attitude era? Let me, I'm going to do Google this because I swear to God that's what. I mean, I believe it. You had a lot of attitude era. back then, but. I mean, it's not me specifically. <laughs> I think they named it after you. I was totally right. Bam. The attitude era was a term used by the World Wrestling Federation to describe the company's programming from November oh, 9th, specifically 1997. specifically the WWE. Yes, to oh, May okay. 6, 2002. Random. I knew it. What is that? I knew it. Okay, I, we could go down like a whole thing because I know nothing yeah, about Yeah, this WWE, isn't a wrestling so. podcast, <laughs> so please don't derail us. <laughs> no, because, because if we turned into a wrestling podcast, I think we would infuriate people with the the lack of knowledge it would be like an implosion of such spectacular proportion yeah it would be Um, bad but so that's but anyway this was like a very big era so that the fact that they would have that would have been a big get for them Mm. they also america's next top model was a upn that was big that was big at that time i feel like yeah veronica mars was a upn Mm. show Mm. um and then i also forgot well, I forgot slash maybe never knew that Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, started out on the WB and then moved to UPN later. Mm. So, so the so for all that UPN kind of depended upon or was building on a model of like a, a, a kind of small stable of programming, mm-hmm. um, they did have a lot of things that were hits in that era for sure. Um, this does not seem to be one of them, but okay. Um, (laughs) now, uh, so let's just set the stage a little bit Mm -hmm. in terms of this show. Um, we're in the 23rd century. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that that necessarily matters to this story, but that's where we are. Got it. Um, so in terms of cast members who matter uh, to the broader landscape of these shows. 
We have the main homeboys, the titular homeboys <laughs> in outer space, Tiberius Ty Walker and Morris Moe Clay. Tiberius Ty is played by a 26-year-old Flex Alexander. Who, I love that name. Um, you think that's yeah, a stage name? Well, and I assume. I don't know. Like, anybody can be named anything, but I just personally feel like, you hey, it's name my your brand kid new Flex? baby. <laughs> yeah. Here's my brand new tiny little baby. Look at how sweet he is. What do you think we should name him, honey? Flex. Flex. Like, I, mean, I, I, I kind of like don't it. see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, and I think actually in this show, he's just credited as Flex, like one name. Yeah, only. I think, I, yeah, I think um, that's right. And so he's still around. Um, I would say that, have you ever heard, um, oh, okay, first, let me set this up for transparency's sake. If you've not worked this out, listeners, my sister and I are both white women. <laughs> and so as such, there are certain things we've not been exposed to. Um, and have you ever heard about when people are black famous? What? That sounds racist. <laughs> Well, maybe it is a scotch, but what it is, what it is, is that black Americans have a whole series of celebrities that, that they know, they all know yeah. that most like mainstream culture, quote unquote, has no idea exists or doesn't think of as a star or whatever. Mm. That's and so, so sad. My, well, you know, that that's the racist part, I think, is the sadness <laughs> yeah. of it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, really? Well, oh, I mean, it's I mean, just like, like a bummer. Well, well I, guess, I guess the sad part is, okay, it's not sad that like white people don't know them. That's not what's sad. But it's a little bit sad that, you know, uh, for example, something like shows that are on BET or even UPN at this right. time, maybe were not considered quote unquote mainstream because they were geared towards black, black people. people. Yeah. No, I that's, think that's, that's right. That's what sucks. But um, anyway, I've never yeah, heard that phrase before. Yeah. I I learned it, I want to say, from black Twitter. But mm. um, but it is. It's this whole world. And it's not exclusive to black Americans. You could probably, I'm sure, actually, you could say the same about, like, someone is Asia famous. Like, um, Maybe. Or, like... It, pick any ethnicity, pick any yeah. whatever. That's got, yeah. that's got, it's kind of, it needs to be a sizable and significant number of people. Yeah. Um, so are you saying he was really that? work. I think he might be. I now, think he might be. It's and he part the, of the is, reason I think that is because he's married to the singer Shanice. I don't know who that is. She was also, like, I recognize the name, but then when I listen to some of the songs, it's like, I don't really recognize any of these songs, but I recognize hmm. the name Shanice. Hmm. Um, no, but is so, he, first of all, is he the one who's, like, the tall guy with, like, the bigger hair, or is he the shorter guy? Yes. Okay. He's the tall guy with, like, at least in A the fade? episode I watched. Yes. And he's yeah. got, like, like, mini dreads that stick up off his head. Oh, okay. His hair kind of reminded kind of like, me of the house party guys. Yes, I was going to say, kind of like kid and play. Yeah. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, 
Except kid and, kid and, kids' hair like went so so tall. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. not what he was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so what? So so this guy is still around. He's worked in a lot oh. of stuff. Um, and so that's what I mean. I think he is, if not outright like kind of black royalty level famous. Hmm. You know, um, he is he is some amount black famous for sure. That's I have cool. to believe that. Um, particularly because, first of all, his very first credit is as a dancer in a Slick Rick video in 1991. I mean, that's, that's already... awesome. A, you're starting off at the top, like, with that. <laughs> um, and all the episodes of TV shows, you said, like, at that time, those were, like, the pinnacle, so... Yeah, like, he was in an episode of Sister, Sister. He was an episode of Moesha. Um, he was in a number of episodes of Girlfriends, which I mentioned before. Um, he played the, you know, in a sense, token black friend of Freddie Prince Jr. in, um, She's All That. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, and then he was in Snakes on a Plane. Um, hmm. and so. I watched anyway, that recently. <laughs> has, well, now you can look out for him. Um. I can't remember it. But so. I would say in terms of like front of camera work, this guy is one of the most successful uh, of the cast. Um, Also interesting, you might not have known this, both Mo and Vashti both went to Syracuse. That is awesome. I definitely definitely did not know that. That's awesome. I wonder if they were in the drama department. (laughs) I wondered that as well, but it wasn't clear to me. Yeah. Whether they were or not. They definitely, um, those names don't ring a bell. Like, Syracuse likes to, like, tout their, like, famous alumni. Alumni, but yeah. But those, those names well, don't ring a bell. They like, they like to talk about Vanessa Williams a little bit more. Of course. Well, she, <laughs> she, she crossed over into, you know, quote-unquote mainstream fame. Correct, so correct. And they, they, also, they also like to talk about, oh, freaking A, now I'm going to forget his name. Shoot. Um... Dang it. Oh, Tay Diggs. Uh, they, they like oh, talk about well, him yes, too. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yeah. Um, so the person who plays Mo Clay is an actor named Daryl M. Bell, who was 33 when this show came out. He mm. went to Syracuse. Um, his last credit was in 2018. And he did, um, as we often see kind of now that we've been doing this so long, I, I do think that there seems to be, for some people, like the category of, TV actor. Yeah. And they just are in like everything in the world, like from a certain year to the to a certain year and they're just like in everything and he's a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um probably the most recognizable role he ever played. Um and this was interesting too cuz I didn't I I haven't seen I know that I used to watch when it was new, which now was 30 years ago. Um <laughs> a different world. Mm. Which was where um, it was a spinoff from the Cosby Show, and mm. it followed the oldest daughter when she was at college at Spelman. Oh, really? And so, yeah, it's a good show. It's like mm. actually, wait, the if oldest you daughter, to, the oldest daughter being yeah, by played by Lisa Bonet. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, and so he plays the character Ron Johnson in that. He, it looked like he was in the series from start to finish. 
Hmm. So that's probably his most recognizable role, would be my mm-hmm. guess. Um, but that was... Now I need to... Hold on a second. I can't remember when... A Different World... What years did that run? Yeah, so that was before this. This A Different World was 87 to 93. Okay. So anyway, so he came off of that pretty good success, and then this kind of, it seemed to be, to me anyway, like his next series regular gig was this one. Um, then we have a really, actually, I think your college should say something about Kevin Michael Richardson, who played Vashti, um, if he did go to the drama department, I suppose, because <laughs> um, he is a voice actor primarily at this point. Okay. Um, and so he has a total at the moment of 578 credits. Whoa. Um, yep, his first credit was in 1992. Um, and again, like, so there's like these categories of actors that we have. There's like the movie actor. There's like the TVM movie actor. There's a TV actor. There's the TV voice actor. work actor there's the tv movie actor and kevin michael richardson is the tv voiceover the animated voiceover guy that's where most of his work has existed Hmm. um one of so and also he even within that he he does do series regular stuff but he also has just done a lot of one-off stuff as well so that's why it's like so many credits Mm -hmm. um Something that I found intriguing, um, he voiced the character Grimace mm, in a I love number that. of, like, I, what appear to be, if not movies, like, shorts huh. featuring Ronald McDonald. Um, well, I bet you he made various, some good money on that, let me tell you. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And there there were a lot, like, I, the first time I saw it, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And then I saw him listed as Grimace like five or six more times. I was like, oh, this is like a main thing that he That's does. A, is this Grimace is the Grimace purple thing. one? Yes, Grimace is okay. the purple one. Um, I have no idea what Grimace's voice would sound like. So Me neither. <laughs> do it. Um, yeah. I, I included this information for you. There apparently was at one time a Law & Order video game. How weird. Indeed. Um, and he voiced some of the characters for that. Hmm. Um, he, since, so, especially in his early career, he was doing a lot of, like, one and two episodes and moving on sort of thing. Starting around 2010, it seems like that's when he really hit his stride of having, um, kind of regular work as, uh, as either as additional voices or as named characters in things like The Cleveland Show, Uncle Grandpa, The Simpsons, Uncle and American Grandpa. Dad. <laughs> I've heard of all um, of those except for Uncle Grandpa, and that seems like a bit. I've of a heard word. of Uncle Grandpa, but I don't really know what it's about. Yeah. Um, and then this is where things are going to start diver- diverging for the two of us because in the episode <laughs> that I watched, the next person and really the only other additional person we need to sort of know and talk about is a character that is called. Equally, Android or Andrew Lloyd Wellington the third played 
by Peter McKenzie, um, who, even though this, this, like the quality of this was not good because it was on YouTube. Yeah. Um, when I saw this Android man, I was like, I think I know who this actor is. I think I've seen him before. And, um, in part that I was right because again, like I was saying, he is one of these people who is like constantly on television and has been on television since 1987 in various things. But what I realized I mostly recognized him from is that he plays um, the white boss um, in Blackish. Oh, interesting. Like on Andre's boss at the office is this guy. Um, and, <clears throat> and then we also have a cameo by Ethan Phillips uh, in the role of Inspector 17. Um, and as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, that's the guy who plays Neelix on Voyager. So they like, not only was it a cameo, like in this case, they were using a cameo of someone else who was like on a sister program on the same network. For you though, you said there was a different cameo of a big yeah. deal person. Who was I, that? I, I think I would consider him a big deal person. It was Sherman Hemsley. Um, Oh, which I would oh, have. Oh, yeah, I see that. Which I would have just called him George Jefferson, <laughs> and I had to look up what his yeah, real name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, he, it, was, it, was, it was a cute little cameo that he did. And also, I'm seeing on the episode that you watched, there was another big cameo, which is James Doohan from Star Trek. Scotty. I'm, really? I may not have recognized him. Well, and I don't know of the one that you watched. It might not have been the full episode either. Um, oh, but <laughs> I don't know what the hell I watched. So you might but... not have seen the whole thing. Oh, um, Lord. Well, I liked but... it because it was short. So I was like, perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, so anyway, now let's maybe, I don't know how to go on to this, but um how about this? How about this? I'll talk about the cold open that I watched, and then may, you can try and remember the cold open that you watched. Is that anything? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. I don't know that I can remember it. Okay, but yes, I can. I can try. Um, or alternatively, we can just talk about like okay. Hmm. Well, you can talk. You can talk about that. You can talk about the episode you watched, and I'll just be like, "Uh huh." Well, I that mean, I- doesn't seem terribly <laughs> interesting. Um, but okay, so I think I know how we might be able to do this. So let's start. Rather than talking about the cold open straight away, let's talk about. Let's just make sure we know what the the general premise of this show is because. The credit sequence. Did you see the credit sequence? Did your version have a credit sequence? Okay. Yes. And the song was funny. Right. So, like, from the credit sequence, what did you learn about these people? 
Um, like, did it help you understand, like, what year it was? No. What had happened to them? Why they were in space? <laughs> Not really. And it probably said all those things, because the way you're uh, asking that question, I'm assuming it told us all that information. I did not get that. I was just kind of like, ooh, this is, like, a fun song. And they were, like, driving in a car in space is kind of, like, what I took away yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the theme song, I actually had to, because the theme song just on its own also exists on YouTube. So I watched that because, like, in the context of the episode that I watched, the theme song seemed, like, garbled in some way. Like, I wasn't getting a lot of the words of, like, the story. Because, again, that's, like, you know, I don't think we see this much anymore. But at the time, that was a very common device, which is, like, the theme song is, like, telling the backstory of what, like, what happened. Like, um, like you know, in The Nanny, it's, like, something, something flushing queens, blah, 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 <laughs> such a horrible scene. You know. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's doing that um, in a very 90s, like, fake hip-hop <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, of course, I love. Um, (laughs) And it says basically that, like, Mo and Ty are, well, I can't remember. I think it says something about being in the 23rd century. Okay. So it's, like, 22-something. Okay. And Mo and Ty are lifelong friends from childhood, and they love to, like, tinker around with stuff. Uh, they're engineers, I guess, in a, in a way. And they made a spaceship and they were doing a test of it. And in the context of the test, an accident happened to where they were like hurled very far away. And, and this is where I'm not totally sure. Oh, bless you. Um, this is where I'm not totally sure. If I fully understood, but like, I think what the credits tell us is they were hurled so far out into space that they couldn't get back. It's going to take a long time to get back. That's rough. And That's a bad test. <laughs> That's a yes, and and I think also the credits mention that the whatever the rocket or whatever they came out into space on was like damaged beyond repair so mm. they had to get this thing they're calling the space hoopty they like went to a does used... hoopty mean something or is that just like yes. a fun word oh it's what a does that word mean? for a shitty car really yeah i've never don't heard you remember that the song by sir mixalot called my hoopty yeah, but I don't think I ever thought about what that meant. I just thought it was a fun <laughs> word. <laughs> um, yeah, so hoopty, according to the internet, yeah, this is a dictionary, this is a definition from Oxford uh, Dictionary via Google. A car, especially an old or dilapidated one. Wow. That's what a hoopty is. Yeah. Never knew that. Um Indeed. Um, it's, I'm just like looking, I think that, um, I have a feeling that it is associated with black American culture, but I'm not sure how mm. or why. That's uh, another reason that's why case. I may, maybe didn't know, because I feel like 
um, what, like, I'm trying to think of a word that I would use if I was just talking about a shitty car. I don't know I'd if I have I'd call it one. a shit box. Yeah, I, I'd call it a piece of shit or, a, <laughs> like, a clunker or something like that. Like Right. Um, or, like, a jalopy. I thought that was an actual say car. A car. Oh, maybe it, I thought a jalopy was when something was wrong with it, but. Um, I thought a jalopy was an actual car, but it might be both because it might have been a shitty car and then just became synonymous with shitty car. I guess. And then I also like the fun joke when you say like a make and they, then the POS, right? Like I've got the Ford <laughs> POS. Uh, yeah. But yeah. But a so they is have way this, more fun. It is more fun to say. So that's the premise of the show. These two guys have gotten kind of stranded far away from Earth. But I also... Now, here's another thing that I think we could talk about irrespective of episode that we watched, which is... So they're far away from Earth, but, like, most everyone they interact with seems to be human. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Would you agree, based on the show that you... The episode that you watched? Yes. Because, like, for I don't example, know, that's a one alien, to be honest. Because, like, Vashti, I wasn't totally sure, and again, this is a, in part to do with picture quality, but, like, Vashti, to me, looked like he was supposed to be, like, a riff on a Klingon. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he have any, like, facial makeup, like, like a, any, like, um, prosthetics or anything? I couldn't really tell. No, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying, I was trying to see if IMDb had any, like, better pictures from, yeah. the, to have, like, a better, oh, wait, there's, let's see if that's of any help. No, they just have, they have three pictures, <laughs> and it's mostly just, <laughs> The um, web presence on this show is just is none. abysmal. <laughs> it's none. Um, and so, anyway, like, so Vashti, I think, perhaps, maybe is, like, Okay. Not truly human, but everyone okay. else, for the most part, I was like, so they're so like, so I guess one of my questions about this show at large is like, so these guys have gotten stranded very far away from Earth, and yet it seems like they're people still... from Earth are all over the yeah. place. So like, could what you just get back to Earth? Like, yeah, I don't I, like I don't fully get it um unless yeah. it's like a thing and maybe this is the point of the space hoopty which is like the hoopty can't go very far so like if if we were to take the space hoopty home it would take a thousand years or whatever mm. um because it also seemed at least in the episode i watched like it seemed as though because like the episode i watched started the cold open was that mo and ty were coming back from some job they had taken. Okay. Um, and they were, like, dressed, like, you know, when, like, people c- pick up trash off the side of the highway and they've got, yeah. like, the orange jumpsuit and, like, yeah. those sticks with, like, the poker <laughs> on the bottom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were, like, dressed like that. And so I guess maybe maybe the premise is is that they do these odd jobs to try and improve the hoopty and then maybe someday get back to earth but like mm. earth culture has spread out into the galaxy yeah anyway. 
Because what happens on the episode I watched, just real quick, is that the cold open is they're kind of, like, crashing or, like, something's going wrong, and they land on this other... I don't know if they call it a planet or what, but they call it Caucasia, and it's... Wait, what? They call it Caucasia. Oh, okay, great. And it's a bunch of, like, (laughs) white-ass people. Um, Great. I I like the premise of this already. Yeah, it's good. Although, like, there are definitely parts that I missed, which, like, I could have used your expertise. But, like, they, I think, to protect themselves, which is actually a little bit sad, to protect themselves, they, when they land there, I guess it's more just because they're, like, the outsiders. But it reads very much as, like, black and white. But... Um, sure. They ha- they say that they're gods, so that these people won't oh. hurt them or think that they're like okay. So they have to like pretend they're gods and like all types of weird stuff ensues, um, and they have a George Je- in this place. They have a George Jefferson like statue at one point, and that's why like the Sherman <laughs> okay. Hemsley thing comes up. I don't know. It's it's a gotcha. little confusing. Okay. I could use like a little bit more explanation from someone who is better at has watched the episode but that's like the basic gist is they like land on this place they've called themselves gods they're dealing with all these weird white people who make really bad kind of like i would say borderline offensive definitely offensive in today's world i would think types of jokes and Mm. it starts to get to a point where they realize these people are going to stop believing that they're gods and they have to, like, escape and get back. Get out but of here. Yeah. But it's, like, very typical, like, space and sci-fi because it's, like, you had a problem, you crashed your ship on this planet and you, like, didn't know how to get get off. and But then as soon as you need to, like, you absolutely need to, somehow that problem is goes away. <laughs> <laughs> and they just are able to like escape back to where they Yeah, the ops the obstacle disappears yeah. and then it's like, oh well. Um yeah. interesting. And I mean um, and, and the my... white pe- and the white people were like albino style white. Like I feel like they really mm. like amped up okay. like really, really blonde, really, really pale, like So like did they have a joke where Someone had like a bowl of mayonnaise and then said it was too spicy or anything. <laughs> I feel like they probably did do like not that specifically, but I I can't remember. They were very like generic type of jokes like that though. Like yeah, like I can't remember. I just remember them being like, be or being like, whoa, this is like borderline uncomfortable. But like, you know what I mean? Like I can't remember. Yeah. Um. So my one. Uh, basically is that, uh, so I got the, I also got the impression and I would be interested here. Um, so in my episode, it's quite apparent that they had exactly three sets (laughs) to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, there was the Jupiter two club, which the vast majority of the episode occurred there. Then, and I also got the impression that that probably, was like a set that was used repeatedly. Their main set, the series. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, like it's like the central perk. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. In outer space, <laughs> um, we have the space hoopty again. That's probably one that exists for the whole show. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go to this office, and here they go to a different planet, 
now, rather than it being Caucasia, the planet they go to is called Administralia. Oh my god! And <laughs> yep. Oh my god! And the reason, go on. Oh, I was just gonna ask: Are they like? Is there are there a bunch of secretaries there? Yes. <laughs> Shut up! Really? <laughs> the, yes, because the reason they have to go to Administralia is because in the cold open, Vashti is speaking to a health inspector, Inspector 17, played by um, Ethan Phillips of Star Trek Voyager. Okay. And like, and basically, as we always see when it comes to a health inspector being depicted on film <laughs> or TV, uh, he's being an asshole and saying, you've got like this many violations and this, mm-hmm. I'm shutting this place down mm-hmm. and whatever. And the problem is that Vashti has promised his wife, whose name I want to say might be Lulu, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, he's promised his wife like a second honeymoon weekend away. Mm. And she's apparently like, I mean, you would have actually, I do wish you had watched this one because. Dang it. What I would have I, Maybe loved, I'll go back and watch it. What I would have loved to hear from you is your reaction to the numerous amounts of ugly jokes about Vashti's wife. Is she ugly? Um, like, well, she's never shown. And I think that's also, you um, know, like one of those gags where like, we're never going to actually show Lulu, but every time Vashti or any of the other characters speak about her, it's apparent that she's like a fucking, I guess, like ugly troll, troll or something. Well, and um, I hope like they didn't ever show her because can you imagine like going out being for that, that role? actor? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and and what is the breakdown? The break like the breakdown when you're like auditioning is like, oh, okay, we need someone who's twenty five, ugly as hell, and like what? I excuse me. And, and like four hundred and fifty pounds and like well, please and if don't I, put on any makeup before the audition. Like, you should look like you crawled out from under the gutter. Like, I mean, I would be, and then, okay, what? So you're an actress, and you get put up for a role, and you read the breakdown. I would be mad that that breakdown, A, even existed. B, I'd be like, excuse me, Mr. Agent Man, how dare you? <laughs> I know. And so, wow. Yeah, so, like, not only is Vashti's wife, Lulu, described by Vashti himself as disgusting to observe. Wow. Um, she's also like a naggy bitch because she's like sitting <laughs> like oh, outside okay, okay, of the club. Wait. All it is, okay, I take it back. All that this is is it was it's a show written by men. That's all. <laughs> well, I mean, so, because she's like outside of the club like honking the horn as Vashti... <laughs> Yeah, Vashi is having this, like, situation with a health inspector. And so then Mo and Ty, like, insert themselves. And they're like, hey, man, you go on your honeymoon. We'll take care of these health code violations. Don't worry about it. Um, And he's like, okay. And so then the reason that they end up at Administralia is because... um, we return to the club, and it's Ty and Mo by themselves working on these, uh, what's the word, uh, violations. Mm-hmm. And um, they're like, and immediately Ty wants to throw a party in the club now that Vashti's gone, and like Ty can be in <laughs> charge. But Vashti is a bit 
smarter than would be expected. And he has programmed his android, Andrew Lloyd Wellington III, to monitor their progress. Mm. And so um, basically, but of course, as you expect, they throw the party. Um, And in the context of throwing this party, the health administrator comes back and Ty antagonizes him. And so that's why they have to fly to Administralia to reason with this health inspector. Oh, my God. Because he gets so upset. He's like, I'm literally going to blow this club up from afar. (laughs) Um, From afar? And, yeah, like from his planet of Administralia, he is going to blow up this club. And so, you know, Mo and Ty are like, well we can't like have this place be blown up when Vashti gets back. We got to go to Administralia. Um, so then when they get to Administralia, you get all of the good gags that you would expect where it's basically like the space DMV. Yeah. Um, there's a point where like they get their ticket and it's like number three thousand and something, something. Mm-hmm. And then there's a literal skeleton sitting in a chair <laughs> Uh, with this episode number great. twelve, I I it, I mean it was delivering on all the ways I would I like it didn't do anything that I didn't expect would happen in the right. sense that like I was like yeah this is a '90s sitcom I know what I'm in for like Wait, it doesn't what is, mean that I'm uh, sorry what? what is sorry who is the you said there's someone named Loquacia who is she again yes. She is the computer of the space hoopty. Okay, I just and I had to look up. This show I think is actually kind of clever, at least with like some wordplay stuff. Um, yes, it does have very clever wordplay stuff. Some because of the I time. just I just looked up loquacious, what loquacious means, because I knew that that was yeah. that. talkative. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, no, loquacious is well one. Just a great name for any person. Yeah, I like it. Name someone. <laughs> um, but of course, it's also like riffing on what at the time was like all that um, like uh, jokey shit about like Shaniqua yeah. and La Fonda and like all those like, you know, supposedly quote unquote fake names black people give each other or whatever. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, and by the way, I was being flippant because I don't think that it's like anything to say... Like, I think people can name people, name things anything they want. Names are made up. So yeah, all names the are idea, made up. The idea that, like, black Americans specifically, like, make up names that are nonsensical. I'm like, literally every name is made up, so... I mean, the, the name, the name right. Michael is nonsensical. <laughs> right. Like, so, just because a name has been around longer... Yeah. ...doesn't take away from the fact that it is, at some point, someone just made it up. And I was like, of course. this seems like a cool, this is a cool one. Yeah. Um, and decided that this, this set of sounds is a name and this other set of sounds is a word. Like, right. you know, right. like, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Loquacia is the computer and she is sassy, of course. I don't know if she was um, in the episode I watched or I can't remember. She was only a little bit in the episode that I watched. So I didn't mention her here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But so, yeah, they do the same gags you would expect about DMV and taking a number and, like, all this shit. Um, 
But what they end up managing to do is because the health inspector has a love interest in the office, Mm -hmm. they are like, we'll help you flirt with this woman and then please don't blow up the club. (laughs) And and that's essentially what happens. Um, Okay. So, so much like, oh, and then at the end, they return back to the club. Vashti comes back from his vacation and he's in like, I guess, what we might call like a space Hawaiian shirt outfit. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, I'm uh, curious how it looks like in space version, but I mean, again, because the picture quality was so bad, I know it's that like I, it just I couldn't really tell you much other than yeah, like it was like the the cut and style of like a Hawaiian shirt and matching shorts, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like the pattern and like the color palette, I'm like I don't know, it looks just kind That's of like a space brown, version, which yeah. was yeah, um, and. And that's it. So, like, as you were saying about your episode, um, just when you think there's going to be a problem, there isn't one, which right. is really the the way that, like, Star Trek episodes in particular always work, which is, like, we go right up to the edge of conflict, but yeah. we never boil over into conflict. <laughs> that's, yeah, like, yeah. Too, too high pressure. We're not and doing I- that. And especially, like, I get it, especially with a, with a format like this where it's literally 20 minutes at most. Like, you don't even have time. Like, by the time you've built yeah. your story up, like, it's time to close it out. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's all, like, very collapsed. Um, th- but I will say, by way of kind of wrapping up before we move on to yawns and eye rolls, like, that's why the like laugh track thing to me was like uniquely jarring. There was a lot of like, (laughs) yeah. Um, I don't, I presume in your episode, like particularly in my one, Ty was always like mugging for the camera and then they would do like the zoom into his face and he's like doing a goofball grin or something. Um, and I was like, Oh man, I forgot that there were these weird, like, um, structural elements to sitcoms in the 80s and 90s that were like so cheese baggy like yeah I mean um, and I noticed I noticed it kind of with like the blocking I would say um if if that makes sense like I like mm -hmm. when when there would be a lot of people um in the room it was like they all stood in a funny line like so everyone could be seen almost by the camera right yeah 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 when they would, like, walk, I'm picturing, like, a certain part where they would, like, walk towards each other, but they were walking like you kind of do on stage, to be honest, where it's, like, you're cheating out, right. and you're, like, walking sideways, but you're talking to this person, but you're, like, crossing. Yeah. I don't, it seemed a little forced, the blocking to me, but, you know, it. I forgive it, but I did notice it a couple times. Yeah, I mean, the production quality on this, even aside from the visual quality of it, I was like, oh, they had, like, two bucks yeah. to do all Yeah, oh, this. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it was really, like, ooh, boy, oh. I mean, um, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily make a thing bad. But yeah. like I said, like, to me, I was like, this, this has two sets. Yeah. Like, this show has two sets. And they make a new one. 
for each episode, which will be set number three. And then that, then for the next episode, set number three is broken down and built as the new thing. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, and the jokes, oh my God. Like, oh man, I really wish I could remember a specific one so that I could like, uh, explain the level of stupid. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Insane. I mean, and it is like, and the thing is, is like, you were saying that like some of the jokes that they were making on Caucasia seemed racist. Yeah. I also felt like a lot of the jokes that they were making in this episode seemed racist. But I'm also like, I think they were just dumb in the sense that like, yeah, even if you were watching like any sitcom full of white people in this era, the jokes would have been as bad. Oh, totally. Like, I, I'm not blaming it. That So like, it wasn't oh. necessarily like, oh, because like, I don't know, like this is a show for black people. So it's got to be like super low hanging fruit. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. All of it. All of it was low hanging fruit. Like, oh, yes. I didn't it. mean it like that. I didn't mean it like it was racist because it was like being stupid because only like they like, no, I, it was it was only racist because it was so geared towards like making the fun making fun of the fact that they were black and these people were white basically right. um well and there was a bit of that in this episode too like when they're teaching the health inspector how to like flirt with a woman he's a white guy a, like a middle-aged white guy and they're like here you gotta strut like this and they like do like their strut yeah. and then he struts and it looks like he's basically having a seizure or something <laughs> like um see, I, I guess maybe that one would have worked on me but like um yeah, yeah, it's stuff like that. I goddamn, I wish I could remember a specific one because it was just like probably there wasn't anything actually wrong with it. It's just like we're so um, aware of of things now that like at the time, I'm sure it was in good faith and not meant right. to. Yeah. I mean, I kind of assume right. that maybe it was written by black people only because like. But maybe I'm wrong. I hope, I hope at least one black person was on the writing staff. Otherwise, it would would actually cross into being questionable for me. Because then, whatever we could, that could be a whole like spiral. Yeah. Oh, but wait. let me. Um, huh? Oh yeah. So the oh yeah yeah yeah. So the series creator is a guy named Eric Van Lowe, who is a black guy. Okay, that makes me feel better. So uh, so like oh he's oh so he worked on the Cosby Show. Um, okay, yeah. Okay. So that's better. That makes me I feel, feel less yeah. bad now. Yeah, that makes me feel better. <laughs> and I'm sure it was. And you know, I also wasn't saying it was racist in the sense that they were like making fun of white people. That I'm fine with that. Right. Like that, go yeah. for it. Pile it um, on. Why not? <laughs> please, please. There is a plethora of things to go with. Especially also the, I mean, the thing that you explained. Yes, uh, middle-aged white men, like rhythm, um, smoothness. They don't have it generally. It's fine. Go for that. Like, um, yeah. I just, I just wish I could remember some of them because they were just stupid jokes. It was just like stupid lowbrow, and that's fine. That's yeah. what. That's yeah. what. Um, I feel like those types of comedies at that time 
went for. I mean, it was like the a full house was is stupid and lowbrow most of the time too, and I loved that. So oh yeah, yeah, super like stilted, like just like and now wait for laugh, like yeah. you know. Um, and it was very that. So yeah. in terms of yawns and eye rolls, uh, starting with yawns, one yawn is I was not bored. I was engaged by this. And ten yawns is I was deadly bored and I was not engaged by this. What would you okay. give it? Well, if I said that I couldn't, like, if I was bored of something that was 15 minutes, then I really am, like, struggling and it's, like, getting worse and worse. But um, just for the sake of argument, I would say two just because anything could always be, like, a touch less boring for me. And I would think the only thing that took me out of this in terms of, um, focus was uh, the actual focus of the uh, <laughs> yeah of the picture, the picture quality. I, it was it was yeah. hard to discern a lot of stuff, so that definitely made it a little bit harder to be fully engaged. But still, like a two, so like not boring. Yeah, and I agree with you. I would also give it a two, mainly because I just am like. Some of the pieces were here. This is kind of an interesting <laughs> idea. Could it, could you have just like tried a little bit harder to like yeah. make it up a little genuinely funny, yeah, or interesting like that would yeah. be nice. Um, yeah. In terms of eye rolls, one eye roll is yeah. Uh, I I get this world. <laughs> uh, I I accept it. I am into it. And ten eye rolls is like. No, I don't get this world. I don't know what's happening before my eyes. Uh, what would you give it? Hmm. I do feel it's a tough one because I do feel like in the world of sci-fi, this is pretty run-of-the-mill in terms of like... Yes. Uh, yes. As you said, like it's got kind of the Star Trek... Um, uh, what's the word? Um format it's yeah it's very obvious kind of what's gonna happen in a way um so I don't know that it's hard that's a hard one like it is eye rolly but then again it's also very normal but in this world of sci-fi so I'll just say five because I don't know really what I think yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree as well on this one as a five because even though there were a lot of very stupid things that happened in the episode that I watched, <laughs> um, like I'm now remembering that at one point one of the violations is that a dead Martian falls out of a ceiling. Oh, um, my God. I watched part of that. <laughs> that, so, I, that sounds familiar. <laughs> I feel like maybe I started watching the right episode. Saw the and then I was like, open. Yeah, yeah, I think I started watching the right yeah. episode, and I was like, oh, this isn't the right title. So I started watching the other one. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah, like, there's nothing new conceptually here, yeah. and, like, the jokes and the, like, sight gags were just, like, so hacky, so, <laughs> I mean, it was eye-rolly in that sense, but it wasn't yeah. eye-rolly because anything new or, like, campy or interesting was yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, finally, did you like this, and would you recommend it? Um... <laughs> I did. I liked it. I mean, it was silly and stupid, but like we said, it is a very intense time capsule of a time mm-hmm. that I do enjoy. And um, 
uh, very nostalgic if you're into the 90s. Um, I think it would be fun. In terms of recommending it, again, my only, my one and only downfall is that the quality is bad, so it's not really yeah. super enjoyable to watch. If it was on, like, uh, one of the streaming platforms and it had a good quality, sure, I would recommend it. I'd be like, yeah, it's a fun time. They're short episodes. There's only, like, however many of them. Like, go for it. But, yeah, the quality yeah. makes it a, a little bit more of a slog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also liked this perfectly well um despite how stupid it was um <laughs> and and I can't this is the thing it, in terms of the recommendation I would say I would recommend taking a look at an episode mm-hmm. um just to have a feel for what this was because of its time capsule nature yeah um it's super short but yes the recommendation is tempered by uh, the stupidity of most of it, <laughs> and uh, the picture quality is a bummer. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, but it's free, so there's also free. That. So, um, well, this has been a real rousingly <laughs> amazing start to the year, to season four, um, and it's been a pleasure to speak with you guys as always. I am Sarah, and I'm here with Amy, and we will. See you next week in space. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.